it's 11.18 and I'm back in bed, but I, I'm not existential about that fact because I did get up really early this morning and then leave the house. It is a surprise public holiday because the Queen passed away and now there's this public holiday happening. So I don't think that businesses were necessarily expecting that. So therefore some of them are open. So Harry and I went down to the roadhouse, got a coffee, talked, looked at the rain. It was really cute, actually. I mean, this is an amazing destination for people, one of the most beautiful places in the world. So, you know, like looking out into the rain, sitting at the roadie was a vibe. And then we went for a drive around town. Pretty much everything was closed except for some cafes and things. We proceeded to come back and park in the driveway. And I just had a bit of an existential crisis at that point, although I had done some things in the day. So it's a different kind of crisis to the ones that I have when I lay in bed for too long. But this one was more like, it was a different kind of crisis. Less about a crisis, actually. Let's rephrase. It was more like I was creatively stuck with some things I've been trying to do and things I've been trying to articulate through my creative process, especially with my writing. The way that I've always worked is, it's almost like I like to have like a big vision and then kind of just set up different parameters within that vision of like, if this means this, almost like reverse engineering a task. Let's say when I was studying, it was like homework. It's like, okay, well, this is the end goal. And then like, what are we trying to do in between those from now until then? So it seemed manageable and they could tackle things and also feel a bit more comfortable with knowing where I'm going. Not that you always need to know everything about about the, des- the, the end goal or end game or, you know, the achievement that you're trying to unlock or whatever thing. But like, it definitely helps me just to get started knowing that it's not that crazy and the process is not as daunting as it seems. Definitely helps with like the anxiety of it all. So I don't know, I'm just kind of having a bit of creative blockage. I have been writing a lot and I've been recording a lot and I've been doing a lot. Like so much of what you feel validated by as a writer, as a creator, is what you distribute and what you publish. And I think that's something that you can say whatever you want, but like if you don't publish or you don't distribute, doesn't exist outside of your head or outside of your notebooks or outside of your laptop or devices or whatever it might be, the people you talk to. Like, I, I, I don't know, it's almost like it doesn't exist, but it doesn't mean that it's not valid and it doesn't mean that it's not creative and it's not worthwhile, but this does come down to that whole reward system of the validation, the belonging, the self-actualization, very psychological concepts that are unavoidable as human beings. Like it is just part of our human nature to like want the, and yearn for those things and feel a sense of belonging and purpose as a result of like validation. And that comes out of otherness and how we rank ourselves against other people in order to understand ourselves. Lots of like long-winded theories and uh, I don't know I guess like psychological concepts and frameworks that exist that I probably won't get into right this second because I'll get distracted I actually did an episode of one of my older pods that I've deleted since but I should actually pull out of the archives that I did about otherness with the relationship to teen movies like Mean Girls and Clueless and kind of I broke down that concept so I will look for it and I can re-release it because I did think I made some interesting points about it Not that I'm like some kind of medically trained, scientifically trained person or anything, but like I just, through my own research and my own understanding of it, kind of contextualized it for someone like me. Yeah, just having a bit of a, not like a meltdown because I didn't feel like unhinged or anything. It was more like, I don't know, sometimes I find it really hard to express myself to other human beings. So much of my life, I've felt like a strong sense of displacement within the human world, just like not in an edge ward way and not in like a 
mystical, spiritual way or anything like that. I mean, I am descendant of us ones, which are vampires and witches. Anyways, the point is, I was just feeling a sense of frustration. I think that's what I'm really trying to say. Creative frustration, because whilst I am creating and producing work or art, I just feel a bit stuck in the way that it's not making sense to me. And I was kind of just trying to have a bit of a back and forth with Harry about that he's like always worked within like the music industry and like very much like with artists and help them find their voices or find their creative output and stuff so I'm really fortunate to have him around to play that kind of role not all the time because I understand that that's not what our relationship is because we're actually partners but like it is nice to have like those kind of almost like counseling sessions or consultant sessions with him when I do need them and it it just happened it wasn't intentional it just we were talking about it and then I started to like kind of get a bit like emotional because I've been feeling a bit stuck in something and it was just about identifying what was that blockage and I felt the similar kind of relationship with my therapist when we would be doing schema therapy and trying to get to the root cause of what was actually causing the tension that I was feeling within myself trying to find some enlightenment in that way so as we talked more it became a bit more like emotional I was just like trying to articulate like what I've been feeling which is really hard sometimes to almost interpret that in language that people understand not in the way that English is my second language or not because it's not my well it is in the way that my first language is internet and I've always said that it's internet speak is a bit different to your traditional Webster's dictionary English language I can get really heated when I'm trying to explain myself and I feel like people don't understand me and that's often like I felt like that at school I felt like that in the professional world I feel like that in real life sometimes the way I use the internet or when I'm having conversations with people that I'm really passionate about not even necessarily passionate about sometimes I feel like people don't understand me and you know like I've really questioned a lot whether there are aspects of me that maybe are on the spectrum like I do have ADHD and I know that for sure and like I've had that diagnosed by a psychiatrist and you know I have been medicated I'm not medicated currently I've got coping mechanisms sometimes I do think about taking my meds again but the opportunity costs of how that kind of impacted me wasn't great often I don't quite feel understood and I don't necessarily quite understand social norms or I'm really good at masking same with my ADHD I'm really good at masking so I feel like you wouldn't suspect it or I just seem a bit awkward but sometimes I just don't know that's not some kind of normal behavior by societal standards I'm also Filipino and I've noticed there's some things that I have grown up around within my family or within Filipino culture that doesn't necessarily translate to Australian culture which is also another confusing aspect because you know nature versus nurture it's really really hard to tell at times what is what especially being born in Australia but like being raised by non-Australians like that's a pretty strange phenomenon yeah when I went to EV games that time and I'd bought that notebook that said vaguely aware of social norms or societal norms and it's like that cat with its head tilted it made me think of that I was getting a bit frustrated not being able to articulate what I was talking to him about just kind of trying to articulate my creative process with how I see distribution and how I see production and how I see creation and like there really there's only those three things when it comes to producing any kind of you know public facing output let's say using the film tv industry as an example same with the music industry or you know I'm, I'm saying industry because like I have worked very heavily within like the distribution end of the industry and I'm now entering yet again my creative side which I haven't fully given attention to for a while so having to unlearn those structures and I was just kind of like looking at it and I was like you know 
how my creative process works is very much like universe-based and it's like I enter a universe of my universe where it can be these different avatars or fictional characters that have different outputs or have different creative practices. This podcast as an example is like one aspect of me where I am really just dissecting my life and lessons I've learned and trying to make sense of things and my therapist was calling it my um what did she call it it was almost like more of a rational brain and more of like a problem solving brain I can't remember what she actually called it maybe it was the problem solver and it's almost like I'm trying as I'm talking to get to a conclusion and an answer that makes sense it's almost like you're post rationalizing maybe she was saying the rationalizer look I don't know (laughs) yeah I remember she was saying that I do that a lot and you know it makes sense for me to do these audio recordings because whilst I am sharing information I'm also sharing my thought process and how I arrive to a conclusion not that I have a conclusion because this seemingly is a never-ending question (laughs) more so than ever really arriving at a truth when I enter this kind of space I'm wearing different hats different portal entrances almost of like, who am I going to be today? Which mask am I going to wear in this universe? Not in the way I'm not being me. I'm being different versions of me, but I'm just allowing myself to focus on one. I definitely think through ADHD, sometimes I like I bounce between a lot of things. And even the way that my structure works, it's like I get really bored really quickly or I like don't have the attention span to focus on one. So I need to be doing seven things at once. But it's more about like what I'm trying to do by creating this system for myself is go, well, give a bit more time to each of these personas or avatars or projects even so that you actually get to focus on them and and to arrive at a place where I've done something productive or arrive at a place where I've got some kind of output versus just starting it's almost like opening a lot of tabs but never closing them it's more about like isolating okay well today I'm going to wear these three hats and I'm going to do these three things and not try to do too much where I overload myself with like opening a lot of tabs and then not actually concluding anything so that's kind of where I've been creatively and then I think what I was really getting stuck with was this process of the flow of it all when I entered the universe then what happens and it was almost like I had this hierarchy in my head of well the distribution's king like you got to think about that where are you trying to arrive and then after that you think about how you're going to do that and then the last thing on the, the pile was the doing of the thing like uh the thinking of doing the thing or the creative part where you're like ideating and conceptualizing and playing and I think that's experimenting all of that shit and I think I just had it all upside down and I don't know why and I was just like there's a piece missing it's like I'm doing all these projects or I'm doing all wearing all these hats and then I need to go into production and then I need to distribute you know as I talked back and forth and there was some tears and Harry's very rational and calm almost after talking to him for a while it kind of arrived at this place where I was like I think I've been looking at it the wrong way around it was almost like what I need to be really focusing on is the, the play part just like I don't know one time my therapist was like have you ever thought about doing things that aren't fixed in like writing like what about drawing or dancing or like painting just something more physical and playful that allows you more freedom of movement because like writing is weird it's like it's like you just bash the keyboard and come up with gibberish and then it slowly starts to take form it's very like a lot of it is actively thinking and even if you just try to turn off the active thinking and like purge out a bunch of stuff it's not as well for me anyway I don't find that it's as simple as just like pouring it out on the page like when I do that I do that really well texting it on my phone like into my notes apps where I can just 
tap out of the literary me and start just purging the way I would talk. Because I do write like I talk, but I think that there is this part that I've learned through like formal training, whether that's through school, through university, where like you learn about punctuation, you learn about copy editing, you learn about correct phrases and sentences and structures. And that's so limiting, I think, for the creative writing process where I need to unlearn that. But in the meantime, I just need to do things that make sense. So hence why I am doing this podcast right now as I try to rationalize post oh, not even post rationalize try just try to like document this feeling and then I can listen back to it later and anal- analyze it and you know I, I really find these beyond like sharing with others and the idea that eventually I will be sharing these with others it's a real time stamp for me to be like well how did you feel at that time and what did you learn since that moment or have you learned anything at all or remember the feeling and I think that's something that talking has really helped me to do especially my brain like I don't know if it's the same for everyone but my experience with ADHD is that like I have if you think about them like radio frequencies there's AM and FM it's almost like I've got like seven different frequencies going at different times and I'm just trying to tune in and out of each radio station because I can only listen to one otherwise it sounds like a shit show and it's like a bit of a mess and that's kind of how I feel my thought process works at different points. Some get louder than others and sometimes they're all playing at once. And what I do find with talking is it actually like helps to isolate because I can only have like, unless I'm speaking in tongues, I can only really talk about one thing at one time. I mean, I do go all over the place as you can hear in this recording. I can't have two voices. It's like one long sentence that goes in different directions, but it's not like I have different frequencies playing at the same time. I used to DJ terribly, but like I used to DJ at clubs and venues and stuff for a really long time, like in the mid 2000s. And probably my last DJ set was like in Sydney a couple of years back. And I just hated it. It was just so, it made me so anxious. I just wasn't the ratchet that I used to be where I could just like thrive in the chaos of how bad I was. Like, <laughs> I thought, you know, I wasn't even that bad, but I'm just like not much of a mixer because of the style of music I play. Like, I just, used to love playing like punk music, rap music and weird electronic music that just you couldn't really beat match that kind of stuff. But it'd be similar to like sometimes you would you wouldn't put the the levels down on the audio. So you'd accidentally play both tracks at once and it would sound fucked and everyone would be like, what the fuck is this? This is awful. You're a terrible DJ. This is a bad mix. It's like that. Like I'd be the similar. It'd be a similar feeling to that. Like, oh, God. Imagine I started like using this other voice and was able to have two conversations at once. I would be so cursed, but like, yeah, it's not possible. So therefore, when I do speak out loud, it helps to isolate just some of the internal monologue. That's well, one of the many internal monologues I'm having in my head. Talking it out to Harry was nice because even though half the time I don't want him to say anything back, I'm just purging. And then I realized I probably should just go pod this out so I can figure it out myself. He made some good points and like was kind of like, I think you're really focusing on distribution more so than the play part and the fun part, which is the creative part. And again, I'm just falling back into that habit of I'm overthinking the output and I'm overthinking about what website will go on and what brand it will sit under or what it'll be named and you know these minutiae like micro nuances that aren't that important until you have a thing to even think about 
I was just getting really stuck. I think I'm looking it upside down. Actually, the most important thing is the play, then you produce and then you distribute because he was even saying like, if you try to overthink about where it's going, you're going to be like creating for that versus if you just let it do what it's meant to do, it almost will show you the way or show like unveil itself or reveal itself kind of like I used analogy of when you're playing a video game and you know you unlock some more of the map even if you want to you don't know what's there because you're not there and even if you did know it was there you couldn't get there because it's not your time to arrive there so even though I know a lot of these things intrinsically it was just nice to have like a sounding board to kind of remind me that that's what's going on back on the the off apple vape i'm not under the blankets I've, i'm testing something out i'm in the room in byron and i'm like all right let's just see how this audio sounds where i just use the mic but i'm not suffocating myself i don't know that asphyxiation is like a theme of this pod so let's see i mean the audio levels might be shocking i'll see what i can do in post i'm not going to do much post-production anyway and by the time this goes anywhere and is live it'll probably be quite telling when it is really quiet but we'll see but yeah back on the back on the yucky apple vape apparently you can't get vapes that have nicotine in them not that you should and not that you should but like they're really expensive to get these flavored non-nicotine vapes in australia like i know that they are possible to get but it was too much effort and i was like you know what just give me that yucky apple yucky pineapple off apple vapes and i'll just deal with it and then hopefully i'll just quit that's kind of where it was at and i realized you know what you're right I am overthinking it and I am looking at it upside down. So I flipped it back around. I was like, you just need to focus on play. I'm like, don't overthink the rest of that shit and come back to it later when you're not feeling this creative blockage. And I felt better about that. And I was kind of like, thank you. I'll continue on my merry way. But then it made me start thinking, let's just like come back to this and like analyze what is actually going on here. Like why am I falling into my toxic habits that I've been trying so hard to unlearn, especially since leaving the professional world? Why am I doing this again? Like, why am I focused on distribution to the point of letting it upset me instead of just having fun with it all? I was like, there's got to be a reason for this. Like, I have been feeling a bit anxious and blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, oh my God, light bulb moment. It's Instagram. It's Instagram again. Because I think two years ago, I mean, I deactivated and deleted accounts for ages like I've been having like a battle with social media for a long time the way I grew up on the internet was very like one-sided there's a lot of anonymity in chat rooms I use a lot of social platforms like a myspace and tumblr and things that were very like still anonymous in a lot of ways or like detached it was when I had to leave myspace and go to facebook pretty much I can pinpoint as the exact moment that the internet started not being fun for me because suddenly dms were like so accessible and it's like people wanted you to be on all the time and like you know it was a little bit different with texting and calling and even dming on like other social platforms where it wasn't so immediate i didn't need to be like on and i also didn't like that it was just like people i knew but i reluctantly was forced onto facebook at some point because of a uni assignment at the time when i was studying media like they wouldn't not use Facebook for their group assignment. So I had to go on there and it kind of started from there. And then obviously Instagram, which was fun at first, it was like Tumblr and it was like a mood board. And then it became what it is today, which even pre-influencer culture and even before brands started doing paid spawns and stuff, it was still like 
bit intrusive. Like at first it was fun and then eventually it became like the DMing and then this real-time stories thing and it just kind of became really exhausting for me. And then at some point I think I just, it became really toxic for me obviously as influencer culture started and having worked in agencies and worked in media and working with a lot of talent, I found it really frustrating to be like, have to think about engagement in that way, have to think about follow accounts that way having to perceive people in that way as well like I thought I didn't even like treating people like commodities so let alone like myself feeling like a commodity or in another way feeling less than because I didn't have enough followers or I didn't have the right aesthetic or I wasn't pretty enough or whatever the fuck toxic thoughts that provoked me but I think maybe two years ago after deactivating reactivating a million times I finally was like I'm going to deactivate this shit because it's just not serving me and I really wanted to focus on writing and I was writing a lot I went offline I was kind of like cut everybody off and I was also like going through lockdowns and stuff and I just I'm not gonna lie I was really productive like I was working and and eventually I was studying and I was like a top seller on Depop and stuff and I was like doing the most but that was also writing like every morning I'd wake up and I'd be writing like a chapter and I've got so much written that has not been published like whether it be anecdotes and blog posts or scenes for scripts or chapters for books that who knows I'll piece together at some point and I'm still adding to those I just felt like I was really productive and then eventually what happened was quite bored and then I made a burner account to just ship post memes and then quickly deactivated it was offline again for a really long time and I finally came back after I came back from South by Southwest in March and finally like kind of plugged out of the matrix for the first time going and traveling I came back online because I felt really cleansed after that and I felt ready. I felt like I had something to say. I felt really lonely during the time that whilst I was writing, it's such an insular thing. And when you're already in lockdown, you're already isolated. I was in Sydney and I wasn't with family and I hadn't seen them in a while. And, you know, Harry and I were just working in this one apartment just us two and sharing a desk and we're starting to like beef a little bit because it was like it's a feeling of just trapped like we were just in this monotonous routine and that's why we pulled the ripcord but like the point was that I started to feel a bit like I need to say some shit you know I posted and I was kind of just like here's the reasons this is my truth like I don't want to face tune I don't want to edit I just want to say what I think and have takes and just shit post and it was like that at first and then I did another post that was like talking about seduction and being addicted to being sad and stuff and I felt really empowered by that and I was like cool I'm writing I'm using it as a publishing platform and then you know all this stuff happened with work and I was like then I posted about leaving my role at Depop and then I don't know, like I kind of just lost interest in using the platform of posting and stuff. And then I traveled and more recently, because I've been on the road for the last few months, I was in the Philippines and I was posting and then, you know, not really feed posting, just stories and stuff. And then when I was traveling in Europe, I started posting on the feed and, and the feed really fucked me up, to be honest, because that's when you're like, you're getting the comments, you're getting the likes, those numbers. I'm just like so traumatized by looking at social metrics and stuff, especially through some of my professional working life, it's like I fall back into those toxic habits where I know better and I know that it doesn't matter, but I can't help but do it like a motor skill almost. And I started to find myself doing that. I wasn't writing captions. You know, I'm not editing my photos or anything, but it's still like not real because I'm posting 10 photos at a time of the best parts of things, like cities I'd visit. And, you know, you can use it as a timestamp. I like to do that. Like sometimes I struggle to remember the happy times and 
you know, I love looking back at the photos and having that dopamine hit and it was kind of nice to be connected. Like I made a new account, which is how I felt really free as well. And, you know, like I only had like 300 followers that I all knew personally and it felt cute. And then it was really helpful for me when I was away because I could DM people that are so connected to using that as a messaging platform that I wouldn't have been able to see them or contact them otherwise. But then I stopped caring and it was almost like I felt obliged to post. And I think it got to about the part where I was in Berlin and like, I won't get into it right now. I'll probably record something about it. I just didn't have a good time in Berlin. I think I just hit a bit of a wall emotionally and just, there was a lot of baggage and for reasons why I, I didn't love it. But then I, so I found myself posting like, a cute photo gallery and I just felt really fake that's not reflective of what your experience was and I know that people are looking at that stuff not that there's many followers or anything you know even my friends and family are like you're having the best time and I was like well it's not always the best time to be honest like having a lot of bad times as well that's a whole other mindset of I should be having the best time and sometimes I'm just not but I just felt really fake for it and I remember archiving the post and I knew at that point this is probably getting toxic again but I didn't do anything about it and then I felt like oh I should be posting and then kept traveling and then eventually I was like all right I better start posting again I didn't really feel the need to post again until I went to the Sopranos house and it was more like at that point it was genuine like I was just so excited to have gone to the Sopranos house that I felt the need to post it because I wanted my friends to know and share it like a memory and that felt genuine and then I did the same thing when we went to Edward Collins house or the Collins house and that was really exciting I felt the same at Twin Peaks like you know just like actual memories I want to share not just because I have to or because I don't even know what reasons I'd feel that it just didn't feel right when I got back to Australia I think I've just been first of all getting over jet lag but then also like thinking about my life and the fact that I don't have to go back to a job and then I'm going on this new journey and it's not cute like none of this is cute there's nothing aspirational about me having breakdowns every five seconds or like hiding under blankets and vaping and the fuck else I've been up to this is not the cute part that is aspirational I'm not going to post this stuff on there but why not you know what I mean I think it just really triggered something in me my relationship with that platform or social media in general two-way social media like I started getting overwhelmed with my dms I even changed my bio to be like dm avoid and email me no one's emailing me because it's never that important it got so crazy with my unreads like I just I feel really anxious replying to dms especially ones that aren't you know because we're seeing you and you need to know where I am not tactical dms more just like conversational ones I don't know what it is I'm sure that people feel this too sometimes I just get scared that I'm going to get stuck in a conversation because I won't be able to leave because I'll feel bad about you know not replying and I'm already shocking at replying because I'm living my life and similarly I'm also doing other things and I have all these other things I'd like to be doing that's not stuck on my phone replying to dms yeah it just kind of like made me feel a bit anxious every time I open the app where I'm like oh these all these unreads and now I just have to feel funny about posting because people are only thinking and you know I'm overthinking it probably no one cares I care so again that's part of the toxic habits of why it just doesn't serve me I think when I do use Instagram it has to be because I'm in the right headspace or it has a purpose like you do need to distribute something or tell people about stuff or I'm feeling a bit lonely and I want to engage with my friends for better or worse I just think the opportunity cost of me being on there just doesn't add up because I don't have a healthy relationship with it and that's just the facts and I hate that because I'm like there are so many good parts like I really loved using it for mood boards and I'd save my little pictures in folders but I'm like you know there's other platforms I don't have a toxic relationship with such as Pinterest or Tumblr that I don't have space to use anymore because I'm so busy just like scrolling on here and 
doing whatever the fuck you have to do on there, DMing, posting, scrolling, whatever, saving. So I kind of came to the conclusion that I think, all right, well, you know what you're doing that's toxic. You're going to get sucked into the metrics of it all. You're going to start, you know, something I start to do and I find myself doing is I love curating. So sometimes I get a bit fixated on just like posting things that I just want people to know that I have taste because I do. And I have really great taste in music and fashion and clothes and like things that I'm genuinely passionate about. Like not everyone's going to think I'm stylish or have great taste, but I think I have great taste for me. And I love to share that, especially with my friends, but like can become a bit of obsession where sometimes I'm just posting for the sake of it. And at some point it does become like bragging. And I don't really like that about myself when I act like that. Like I don't want people to be jealous of me or I'm not trying to make people feel less than. And I know that I do that and I feel like that. That's why I say it. It's not because I'm like, I'm just so cool. It's not that. It's just, I know my behavior patterns. You know, you're seeking validation. You want someone to be like, yeah, that's a cool band. That's a cool outfit because you want to feel like a sense of belonging and uh, a sense of validation. And I just don't want to need that validation or a dopamine hit, to be honest. I don't want to make people feel that either. I find myself like looking at certain stories or posts about people that are either from my world or celebrities that have what I want or people that I feel that I was I think professionally as well like people that were at the same level as me that have exceeded where I've gone and kind of you know you do that comparison culture shit where it's like oh you're not smart enough pretty enough successful enough blah 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 a lot of people don't do those things I do though and I find even though I know better I'll find myself subliminally comparing myself to people that are doing well even mentally people that are just happy I'm like I find myself comparing myself like I should be happier and it's like it's not in my DNA to be joyful it's just I'm not an optimist like that and that's not my truth like I even said to Harry in the cars honestly the reality is and it sounds dark I only have two real emotions and that's rage and sadness and in order to make room for joy I have to purge some of the rage and purge some of the sadness and then I have the space for joy but if I'm create like if I'm purging out these demons and then I ha- make space and I just fill it with more demons then I'm never going to be happy so therefore anything that is empowering me or enabling me to continue to bring more rage or more sadness into my life has got to go because I don't have any more room here and I need to find some joy because that's how I'm going to find balance and that's how I'm going to continue to exist you know I've had I've had the darkness in me since I was of a young age I'm still here and that's what's important and not going to get too far into it all but just like the fact of the matter is I'm trying my best to like live each day and, and again find joy people can manufacture it I mean there's a reason I deleted TikTok and it isn't a shade towards the app because I know that it's brought a lot of joy to a lot of people I really admire the way that people being able to use these platforms to empower themselves and, and build the life that they want but it's not the same for everybody like I had to delete TikTok in the end because it did start to become toxic I found myself wasting a lot of time on there when I did start creating on there, I found it really stressful and I'd get obsessed with metrics and stuff. And it's like, what are you even working towards? I don't yearn for fame. So this idea of like the race to virality was just not serving me. So therefore I didn't like the person I was acting like on there and it just, I had to go, even though there was a lot of stuff I enjoy. And, you know, I get a fix to that. Like I can just go look at someone else's or go without a login and click on certain creators that I actually really enjoy. I don't like the doom scrolling feeling and I don't like not being productive. So yeah, that's why I stopped using TikTok, even though I was really pilled by it when I first got on there. 
And I'd say the same for Instagram. Like I've left it before. It's not serving me now. So I saved all my data and I'm about to deactivate it again. I don't remember my logins, my actual original account. And this is my personal burner account essentially. And I'm even not using it. It's not healthy for me, not right now. And I wasn't using it the way I meant to. And, un- and until I can come back and be like, you're going to use it in a way that's healthy and have a healthy relationship with it, then I don't want to use it right now. And that's, I'm thankful that I was able to have that conversation with Harry. Yeah, I texted my sister. I was like, I'm not going to do one of those lame announcement posts to be like, guys, I'm taking a break. If you are one of the few people that are still on this account, like you would know that. I'm taking a break because I feel like it and that is how I behave and I'm always on and offline but it's just not where I need to be right now when I want to come back I can and it's not that big of a deal it's like it's so ingrained in us not everyone it's such a common thing that going offline is like so controversial or like coming back online is so important and it's just like not that big of a deal and I just really trying to be more present in the real world but also online like I think For me, there's such a clear through line between my identity online and also offline. Like I don't think of them as different people. And I said this when I was up in the Web3 metaverse conversation as someone that's been on the internet since like very early conception and like launch of the internet in Australia. Like I've been on the internet for so long that I don't know the difference between my digital self and real self. Like I feel like I'm really authentic online to who I am in terms of how I speak and the content I produce. But when I'm not being real and I'm being fake on there, I know because it's the same as when I'm in the real world and I have to wear the suit and I have to play a role and I have to wear the mask that makes me accepted by society or fit in. It's the same thing as when I behave like that online and I don't fuck with that shit. I'd rather just lurk in the shadows of the internet until I feel like it's safe for me to come out there again in the public space where real humans that I know are and feel like I could just be the freak that I am. There are so many channels that I felt really comfortable on. I really loved Discord when I was using Discord and then I got scammed on Lana Rhodes NFT and it kind of just threw me off and I've just got too many failed NFT channels that I'm part of that I would need to delete and then I could go back on there. But it reminded me of being on Merck, a chat platform that was early internet. You know, I love using Tumblr. It's just always felt really like a safe space for me. Like I've got several different Tumblrs over the years and I just feel like I've always been my truth on there. They're probably the main two that I identify with the most. I feel like Twitch is somewhere I should be more active on. Like even though they're trying to like market outside of gamers, I don't really identify as a gamer. I think I'm a secret gamer. Like I like indulging in gaming culture and I love some games, but really games that I love playing are like fashion games. I loved Roblox just for like dressing my avatar. That was what I really loved. Or like going into Paris World or whatever it was called and just like running around and doing the little activations or going to some of like the Gucci Garden and stuff like that. That was fun. I've never loved shoot 'em up games. I've never really loved, you know, I just love RPGs. Like I loved playing consoles like especially early ones like super nintendo and stuff sega and stuff my favorite game of all time is harvest moon this one about farming they made a new game called stardew valley that's basically the same game similar to farmville which i never played which is funnily enough my dad's life in the farm in the philippines is just harvest moon so it makes sense as to why i love that game considering i spent a lot of time going back and forth when i was young going to visit the farm you know i loved playing mario and all those kind of games like really cute i love two-dimensional games because they didn't feel too realistic <laughs> like just like spooked me out and then i got really obsessed with playing like call of duty black ops just the zombie level and i loved playing like la noir and like those rpg type of games there were some aspects i loved about playing gta but a lot of those things are a bit weird as well like i just like ones where there's no pressure or you're playing like to just go through the different stages 
versus like any kind of land situation or like group gaming just always freaked me out like I was a land girlfriend when I was young like I'd have to hang outside the land cafe with the other girlies like smoking ciggies and like what the boys play so like obvious gender role tropes when I was a young TB teeny bubba back in the day so I don't know I feel like Twitch is somewhere I would like to be I always thought that I could be a streamer but I just don't love having the camera on me like that like if you saw me right now it'd be a disaster like I don't look good and I don't want I can't lie to myself and be like oh I'm just one of those people that could just wear no makeup and look like shit and get on the stream and just feel comfortable like no I feel hideous and I don't want anyone to look at me so that's why podcasting makes sense and that's why I always wanted to do radio like when I did do radio in uni I loved it I used to do a live show with my bestie we had a show called Vertical Slum and we used to do it's funny it was like a show about like punk music post-punk and then like weird careers and jobs and stuff which we phased out in the end because we couldn't be bothered doing any more interviews that was fun we just go into the studio on a Sunday probably really hungover and just like wrecked but like we'd go live to air I don't know I just like always wanted to do radio I've always been good at talking shit I feel most comfortable here so I'm not gonna rule out Twitch I also love YouTube I just love YouTube I just don't know if I'm ready to be paced to camera what I do love and which will probably happen and maybe it would have already by the time I release this is I love making videos not necessarily ones that are like paced to camera more like through my camera roll or when I used to shoot with the actual DSLR or my camcorder I just make these little videos with my friends at the time I was doing the radio show we used to make them and I just do really weird edits like I really fell in love with Tim and Eric through their first show Tom Goes to the Mayor when I was in uni and I, I just loved everything about them because the way I would edit was very similar to their style of just like that really awkward b-roll heavy editing which is now very popularized in like YouTube and also just cinema even TV shows even Succession has that kind of style of editing and obviously Adam McKay and Will Ferrell executive producers I'm pretty sure on Succession but they also started Funny or Die and like Judd Apatow and stuff so I'm like no shit of course that would be on there but it's so funny to see that kind of like awkward editing and like handheld like effects being used because that's so true to them and like that's how I felt when I found the Adult Swim kind of funny or die ear of the internet I really want to go back to like making those kind of videos I have like a million vlogs I recorded when I wasn't using socials before I had my little camcorder I've got all these vlogs that I've like well they're not vlogs they're just videos that I compiled over that time that one day I would use again and I have heaps of videos on my phone and I just eventually I think I would just want to edit them all together just to have those home movies using my and I because I love getting into the studio well now I can just do it on my laptop but I used to have to go into the labs at school and like edit for hours and hours just like editing audio and editing videos and I miss that and, I, and if we're talking about rediscovering play versus distribution like that is my truth but I want to focus on doing that stuff you know like I even said about Twitch and YouTube and that can come later but for now I just know that Instagram isn't serving me and TikTok wasn't serving me and that's why I'm not on those platforms anymore well as of once I deactivate this next Instagram account like I just need to take a moment and I told my sister because I didn't really want to tell anybody I couldn't be bothered it was just too much work to be like tell people I'm not going to be here I've already stopped replying to their messages anyway because I'm just, a, just not good at it she said when I told her she was like totally understand 
what did I say? I was like, yeah, look, I'm deactivating Instagram because I need to focus creatively. I've been feeling a bit toxic with it since coming home and I just need to come back when I feel good again and where you can contact me. And she was like, that's easy. I was like, look, I just don't know how to use the internet public facing yet and I need to write. So it's a good time to go into the cave. She's like, yeah, just text or like message me or whatever. Take it easy. And I was like, honestly, I'm just so cursed by comparison culture and fear of DMs. It doesn't make sense like so edgy of me like to use platforms that no one uses and I was like honestly me versus the internet is not normal people I need to go back to Tumblr she was like just take it easy on yourself and she said because she loves CoStar and I also love CoStar but I don't remember my login so I might need to make a new one not that I'm like so pilled by like astrology or anything it's just I love having those prompts like I love frameworks I don't know I did grow up with spirituality it makes sense to me even though I don't really feel like really religious I just I did grow up spiritual so I do think Coastal was really helpful in that way but she said Coastal always tells her to focus on the space between your eyes when you feel existential which she takes as being present and I was like yeah like third eye open shit and then I was like I need to get that so maybe now that I'm going to deactivate Instagram I'll reactivate Coastal or create a new account so you know it's not that it one for one it's not that I need to replace one with the other but like I just wanted to document the fact that this is the way I feel right now and this is why I'm doing it and when people say like you think it's not a big deal and then people think you're a freak like when I didn't have Instagram people were like whoa why and you think that now that other platforms like TikTok and other things are like you know part of the zeitgeist or whatever you think people would have backed off but they don't they still want to know why the fuck you're hiding what you have to hide why aren't you on Instagram why can't I contact you that's not normal like I don't know I'm just like preparing myself for when people say that shit but maybe people aren't really saying that at all anymore I mean I'm seeing that a lot of family is starting to use Instagram like parents Ugh, it's giving me the ick it's like when everyone went on Facebook and I was like oh I just wanted to like chill on my space without my parents like looking and I'm like starting to notice that a lot more and I'm like that's really cute but I'm also just like Ugh, I just need a moment yes time's stamp on it ain't serving me and let's see if I come back again maybe I will maybe when it's time to like distribute again and start thinking about public facing things but for now I need to go inshallah how he calls it going into the cave but I can't talk to the people outside because the cave is closed now and I'm in here and that's what I need to do I need to lock myself away and just like focus because there's bigger things to gain right now than the dopamine hit that I need every day and obviously having ADHD which is very much about dopamine and like the lack of being able to process it I need to have a longer return on investment of my emotional energy so that I can get a longer sense of joy than just these day-to-day sugar crushes Anyway, long-winded explanation, but there isn't really a lesson here other than just this is why I'm deactivating Instagram and this is why I have to deactivate a lot of things or delete profiles or stop using certain social platforms because this is the toxic behavior that I find myself in. And if you find yourself in this too, like I don't know if there's any solace that you felt from hearing what I have to say or if it has helped you make a decision about where you stand or not or if you reflect any of these habits and if you think they're toxic or not, I don't know. If it's helped in any way, well, I'm glad. If it's made you want to use it even harder than do you right now this is my truth so i'll leave it at that but i will talk to you soon